0: Here at the Roop, it's a veteran. Today is well, I mean, every time I come to the Roop, it's Veterans Day. Every day should be Veterans Day, but uh, here we are at the Roop, live. Upstate Warrior Solutions GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. And off we go from the from uh, from the Roop. I have uh, you know and. Both of you are with Prismas Health as well. Yes, sir. So, be. got Kevin McBride, Bobby Creazio. How you guys doing?
1: Doing great. Doing good. Really glad to be here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: So, one of the questions I was when we were leading up to it, I was talking to Kevin, and uh, one of the issues that I've had with the government—not the VA per, per se, but the government at large—is what they've let uh, veterans go through. Some veterans that fall through the cracks, and now. The VA is addressing this. They have something now to try to make that better, having the, the zero, the zero, um, oh, fun- the functional zero. Fun-
1: functional zero. Yeah. That may not be the exact correct term, but that's, that's, that's how they're categorizing homelessness right. now because there's a population of homelessness and homeless people that will always be, and functional zero is the goal to have everyone that doesn't want to be homeless have housing. So that's kind of the new term that they're doing now. They've really realized that they'll never get to zero.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, there's some that they have other issues besides Correct. not having a house. Yes, sir. Now, as a, seeing as how you're with PRISMA, does that mean that you can liaise? And if you find somebody like that, that you can find the mental health resources or something like that as that goes along?
2: Well,
1: so with PRISMA Health, a lot of, a lot of that population will come through our emergency department. And, and in the past, what we do is – if we've come across someone like that, we refer them to Upstate War Solution. At Prisma Health, we do a lot for veterans in the community. We do a lot for our employees. But as a hospital, we can take care of 10% of a human. So the other 90% of a human are the social determinants of health, and that's where Upstate War Solution is such a great partner because we can refer a, a warrior, a veteran, to one place, and then they can they can go at Out from there and and solve any other issues work on the details absolutely all the other social determinants of health our our social workers if they have a non-veteran they have to get a substance abuse program they have to work on a homeless program they have to work on a finance program or a job and employment all these we just refer a veteran one place one place upstate wars um that's that's one of the other things that we do too is we help participate in the point in time count right which is, is a one-point-in-time count of homeless veterans because you, you can't count them multiple days. You have to count them at one time, and that's something that Prism Health has helped Upstate War Solution and, and the Greenville
0: Upstate area do that. So, Bobby, you are in charge of something that you told me it has 700 members. One of the things that you do is uh, with the uh, Upstate Adaptive Golf.
2: Um, yeah, so there's uh, several different community organizations that, myself and Kevin are both, uh, both a part of, but particularly with Prisma Health. So we have a veterans association or business resource group. Um, we have about 700 members, um, and that's veterans that work at Prisma Health. And so with that, we, um, you know, plan, plan community events. People have opportunity to volunteer, you know, at different events. Um, we really connect the dots for, Veterans at Prisma Health with organizations like Upstate Warrior Solutions that, you know, uh, Kevin was talking about. Um, but, but just are, are there to be a resource, you know, for those veterans. Um, the, um, we have someone that's going to talk later about some adaptive uh, sports events and things like that. Um, but but um, adaptive golf is, is one of those you know, types of events.
0: I would imagine an event like that, this is where you take somebody. It seems like most veterans become loners for a bit when they get out, but they're so used to that platoon-level, squad-level, company-size-level community that they worked in and lived in and slept in and everything else. Is this to try to get them into a thing where they can start getting into that fellowship again that just sort of naturally builds out of that kind of environment?
2: It, It truly is, and I can... You know, speak from a personal level, myself. So, so I went through a period of time when when I was out and not a part of that group, and and deep down, you really need that, and you don't realize it right. until you start making those connections, and you realize, wait a minute, that's that's been missing. Is so it Sebastian Unger that wrote the book
1: Tribe? Right, right. So that's, I think that's what we're finding. And I've been in this work for about fifteen years, and we. St- really helped start up state war solution before i became the director of the military government office um that was kind of a result of of all the hard work but that's what everybody's finding is that that, that, that tribe that belonging to something is is really helping veterans get <clears throat> get past those what? those humps and become not siloed like you were referring to right right
0: well i would imagine that uh I I guess the biggest issue I've ever had with the military is one day you're in the military, you're in charge of this, you're a squad leader, you've got this many vehicles, you're in charge of these weapons, next day you're a civilian. In my case, I was in charge of the light beer. Only the light beer on my truck, too. So I lost that sense of community, that fellowship, and at the same time I also lost sort of that identity, because I felt like I mattered. Is this with, with some of the stuff you guys are doing does this help people find that identity again and, and realize that they still do matter
1: I th- I think yes I, the identity is is one of the one of the things um, I was a force recon marine and in, in, on active duty in the Marine Corps and that right. was that was an identity yes right um, even
0: in the Marine Corps that was an even
1: identity. in the Marine Corps yeah. it was an identity yeah. and then 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 i was civilian the next day and i had i had no identity a lot of the warriors never never adapt to the new identity right if 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 i could on my tombstone great husband great father great friend don't have to say anything about the marine corps you know we, we've we've got to get past our old identities and create new identities so all the Work that Upstate War Solutions is doing, all the work that, that my office is doing, that Bobby's doing with our business resource group is all trying to, to get people. Um, we have a mentor program. Like if you come into Prisma Health, you're assigned another veteran in the system to kind of be your phone-a-friend to, to, to shepherd you as your your first year. It takes you a year to figure out who to call right. for whatever little thing
2: it is. Right. You know? So, yeah. I, I think another thing to add is <clears> – <throat> just the mindset of, of being able to give back, you know, to, to the community. Yeah. And, and so veterans, especially with the volunteer opportunities or when you reconnect with that group and then you're, you're still working on a team that's able to give back, you know, to the community.
0: I don't, I don't think people understand the nuance of being in the military In the military, a problem is like when you're jumping out of a plane and the primary does not open. That's a problem. When when I and I, I had the biggest problem I had with that is like when I went into the milk business, I would get a call on the beeper, and I'd be told I had not left, I'd only left a few quarts of skim, and I had to turn around and drive twenty miles to take two more quarts of skim, and I would get in and I'd look at those guys and I'd be like, you guys thought that was a problem, that warranted that kind of a response, and they were like, well yeah. And that's you know I, that's when you come to that realization that uh, civilians, their set of priorities are different from ours. And for for people that come to you that you guys seek out to try to bring back into the fold, I'm sure they sit around a lot of times and go, "These guys don't know what's real and what isn't." And, and it's not just what's
1: real and what isn't. It's it's what mature is. It's what leadership is. It's what growth is. Um, our society has these wickets that you've got to have a a college education or this degree or that requirement. Um, You've got a career soldier that's mastered recruiting. So they've they've done sales. They've done training their whole life. I mean, they have all these sub careers within, but we don't give them credit for that. You know, you've got to be able to check the block to be a certain friend of mine that works at a truck trucking company here in town. And he, He can't get into management because he doesn't have a college degree. Right. You know, when when are we we as a society? You know, Sergeant Major in in the military, over thousands of people. And when you think about the leadership values, and and you mentioned problems, you know, they're able to lead a a young soldier to do something that any sane human wouldn't really do. And, you know, they can't be a, a leader in a trucking company because they don't have the the piece of paper. Um,
0: I think we should address that. We should address that. I got got told one time I couldn't sell wine because I didn't have a college degree. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't know it was that complicated. I was selling beer at the time. I didn't know there would be that much of a difference. Guys, I'm running out of time. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. We'll we'll be checking in on on the mission as it goes along. When we get back, we're going to be talking to a gentleman named Paul Nichols. Here at the Upstate Warrior Solutions, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Sitting here live at the ROOP at Upstate Warrior Solutions, now to go along with my 101st Airborne Division hat, which is really the only military thing I have left over. from I got rid of all, everything else. Now I have another challenge coin, which I was just telling everybody here that doesn't know what these mean. This means I can get into some new bar fights in the right circumstances. Joining me now from Upstate Granite Solutions is Paul Nichols, another veteran-owned business. How are you doing, sir?
3: Doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So, with with so within what you do, you're associated with the ROOP and U, UWS. In what way, in what fashion?
3: Well, they've just become friends over the years, and uh, it's my first time in the, their new facility, and happy to you know see what's going on here. All right. But we love our country. We love our veterans. Uh, you know, I'm a veteran myself, and so we just uh, want to do whatever we can to uh, encourage and promote. Uh, you know, unity with the community and with our veterans.
0: Primary businesses, do you do counter cops? To, do, you, do you have a bunch of veterans working for you? Uh,
3: we have a few, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, we would love more. Uh, it's been hard to find, uh, you know, get connected with veterans, um, you know, for whatever reason, but uh, we'd love to love to continue that, you know, building more of that relationship with some of the veterans who are looking for work.
0: Well, of you veterans that are, have a carpentry background, yes, you absolutely. need to go to Upstate Granite Solutions and talk to Paul, and maybe you'll become an employed veteran in a veteran owned company with with veteran owned companies uh, that's different from just a standard company because you guys actually look for certain things don't you 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 look out for certain things you look out for certain types of people as well yes.
3: we are um, primarily looking for a character which uh, we can't we, we can't train character I can train you how to cut granite I can train you how to polish but i, I can't I can't train you how to have character right um, and that's something that's typically uh, innate with a lot of our our veterans. They know how to work. They know what's what's right. They know how to how to do what's right. Right. And it's um, it's just a good fit. They for They have a us. sense of mission. To... Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That that kind of uh that kind of self motivation. That's not something you can teach. Is no. It?
3: So early on, when I first started my company, I was looking for a specific skill set to hire for, sure. and someone who could do you know X Y Z, but. Uh, we found that that was not really productive it wasn't giving us the, the type of uh, person we needed to join our team. so now we look for character and we, we can train the rest you know I can I can train you know them how to do the job, but I, I cannot train character. I, I can't give someone character that, that we're looking for.
0: Well you know they, they were just talking about uh, college degrees and such mm. Kevin and Bobby in the last one. So with a military individual that comes out, that serves in the military, gets out with an honorable discharge, just 2, four, six, 10, 20 years, whatever sure. it is, when they come out, they actually do have a high degree of education because most of these fields, especially in the logistical field, yes. is sort of a technical thing to do. Yes. It's, not, it's not for the faint of heart. And,
3: and they're constantly training them yeah. you know, throughout, the, you know, throughout their, their career. So they're getting education um, and firsthand on-the-job training and
0: continuing education. Absolutely. I was in communication, so they we went through two echelons of equipment while I was there. Okay. And then we would have to go train on the new stuff. We would have to qualify on the new stuff. And when we came out, you know, when I went, I, I was bouncing waves 1,900 miles off of the upper atmosphere to a, to a far-flung station. I, I'm sure that there wasn't a college degree mm-hmm. going with that, but uh right. I probably was as smart as anybody that yeah, had a college absolutely. degree. So for sure. So for you with, with the stuff that you do, which is m- measuring like that and cutting mm-hmm. these things is very very precise, isn't
3: it? Yeah, we, we do everything with a laser templator, um, then we go to a, we have a programming division that programs it and then we cut everything with, you know, large C and C water jet uh machines. So I mean it's something that uh, would be, you know, equivalent to you know car manufacturing right um that's but we're doing that on a custom job for every job is custom just
0: if i had to make a guess and you tell me what you think about this i would think somebody that's really good with land navigation
3: oh absolutely shooting yeah.
0: azimuths is figuring out back back, back azimuth, azimuth yeah. all that stuff i would figure i would think they would be very good as a carpenter
3: yes yes you have to be able to see it and then you have to be able to to do that with your hands yeah you got to
0: yeah, be able to see it plot it and then and mm-hmm. execute it
3: correct i try to teach my civilians about <laughs> back ass myths and they, they look at me like, like a you know baby calf staring at a new gate you know <laughs> but uh i don't have to go in depth as much with uh, some of my veterans
0: i mean you know map reading is a uh I don't even know if that's something they teach anymore. I asked I asked my guys earlier about that. I don't know if they even teach it anymore. I, I hope so.
3: I definitely went through land nav when I was in, but that was you know that was many moons ago.
0: Land navigation is taught by the militaries. They give you a point. It'll have a number on it. You have to go. You have to uh, point three. So you got to go to point three, and you got to find out what color was the sign and what was the number on the mm-hmm. sign. And if you can't find that, well, you're in a heap of trouble because because sometimes there's no road signs in the field. And what 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 other career paths do you think syncs up good with what you do?
3: Really, I mean, any um, you know, even a, you know, a grunt. Because here's the thing: they they know how to follow orders. They know how to you know take charge of their their group, whether it's a two man group or a you know, like you said, a platoon level. Or whatever. well, I mean,
0: you know, when you use the term grunt, that's still a very specialized Absolutely. field to be in. I mean, being on the ground patrol and Absolutely. doing the executions and doing the movements and the bounding overwatch and everything else.
3: Yeah. Even, you know, it's very, very technical. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got to be on the lookout for a lot. They've got to know the limits of their equipment and their, you know, their machines. And, um, it, it like I said, I, I, I would love to, uh, you know, to continue, um, the opportunity to hire more veterans. You know, we've had several over the years and you know, a lot of connections with, with our veterans, but, uh, like I said, we we have very technical uh, jobs, um and we can we can train those but we can't train that, that character that we right. that we need.
0: That self motivation. Absolutely. That mission focus. I never had thought about that though. I never had thought about the correlation between the various fields mm-hmm. and and the other stuff that goes with it. So That's interesting. Yeah. Carpentry. I don't know if I would have been a good carpenter or not. I don't know if I'd have been a good carpenter or not. I had uh, a very good GT score. Right. But I was red, green, colorblind. Okay. So that took away just mm-hmm. about everything. The only way yep. I could get anywhere near a, a, a field unit was to get into communications. And then I found out be careful what you wish for.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> found that out the hard way. But, you know, I, I wouldn't trade any of it anyway. So. With you, what was your
3: component? So I was a 19 alpha armor officer. Okay. Yeah, ended up being in the cav unit. Right. So I was, was a scout. So,
0: and and where were you? Where were you in a cav unit at? So which?
3: I was um, in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. Okay. Which I don't. Do they still call it Fort Riley? I, I don't know. I, I I still call it Fort Riley. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was. So.
0: Uh, I I still call that Fort Bragg over there. I still call that Fort Bragg. Right. I I don't know what they call it. They can call it whatever they want. <laughs> I still know how to get there. There you go. So you didn't ever have to do any time in Europe?
3: Nope. Yeah. I, I, I put in for, you know, Germany and Hawaii and Alaska, and I got Kansas. So, right. You know, that's about, that's about how it goes.
0: <laughs> well, the, the reason I was bringing that up is if you had been in the uh, – w- what was your time in? When were you in? I was in
3: 2009 to fourteen.
0: Okay. So in the 80s, it wouldn't have mattered because we – all those Cav guys in the '80s—they spent a lot of time on the East German border. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. If you are looking for a job and you want—if you're a carpenter—you should go check out Upstate Granite Absolutely. Solutions. Absolutely. Paul Nichols coming up next. We got Mister Bob Gamble. He's a—he does some counseling here at the Upstate Warrior Solutions facility. Thank you, sir.
3: Appreciate it.
0: This is News Talk 98.9 R D. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. On, on, and I'm here at the Upstate Warrior Solutions. And I, I just want to put this out there. If you've got a problem with Upstate Warrior Solutions, this is your chance to call me and talk about it. Don't text me and talk about it. This isn't, we're not in high school. This I don't exist in, I, I have social media because I got to. I don't exist in the social media world. All of you that exist in the Matrix, come into the real world because it's, it's pretty bruising, but, you know, sometimes it might be worth it. That's my two cents. Joining me now, sorry about that. Joining <laughs> me now is Bob Gamble. He's a former police officer and he works in counseling here at Upstate Warrior Solutions. And you deal with PTSD.
4: I do. I deal with uh, trauma in general, um, specifically PTSD and post traumatic stress and uh, cumulative stress
0: now PTSD I would imagine and I was asking you this this manifests in a different manner from person to person doesn't it yes so what are the fundamental underlying things that make you think okay this is PTSD what are you looking for
4: well a lot of it there's going to be an underlying anger and irritability Uh, people are have intrusive images and things like that they typically have a difficult time sleeping they might have nightmares just can't sleep one of the big things is they just can't relax. They right. f- they feel isolated, cut off from other people, and they they just can't relax.
0: When does when now for somebody that's going to be stricken with this melody, When does this typically is it When is it going to uh, manifest? Like with a combat soldier, is that going to happen while they're in service with a, anybody else's or combat soldiers is it going to happen after service? Does it seem to when when they you know we were just talking about the fellowship and getting together and everything and the, the tribal kind of thing that we exist in? Do they? Is this when it really starts to get bad, when they're, when they're alone?
4: Well, PTSD is usually tied to some specific incident or accu- uh, uh, accumulation of incidents. Um, usually, when people go through something, they'll have p- some post-traumatic stress symptoms that improve over time. But if it lasts uh, more than 30 days and it continues to hang on and doesn't clear up and there's enough of it, it can be diagnosed as uh, PTSD.
0: So once you get somebody, when somebody comes in and you get them, you say, "Okay, dude, I I know what your problem is. I understand you're suffering from PTSD. Is that like a light going off in their head? Does this help them start the process or is this just the beginning of things?
4: It varies from person to person. Uh, Sometimes uh, people are pretty aware that they might be uh, dealing with this. Um, sometimes it is uh, a light bulb going off that they never really thought about it, especially um, if they, they're not military. A lot of people think that only combat vets can get PTSD, but right. anybody can. Right. It could be from childhood trauma, car accident, victim of a crime, medical procedure, any kind of thing, domestic violence. All these things can, can cause it.
0: Now, with you, you deal with both military and first responders. So you have PTSD of different natures popping up. Do they... Do they still manifest in the same way?
4: Um, a lot of it is, but there's also a component of moral injury that you'll see a lot in, in veterans uh, from the, the things that they were exposed to in combat and deployments. And then you'll also see the TBIs, the traumatic brain, brain injuries, as a as a complicating factor in a lot of the, the veterans.
0: With, with veterans especially, so let's talk about veterans. With veterans that come out of the service and does feeling unappreciated or that feeling of uh especially like the vietnam vets mm-hmm. when they came back and they were vilified does that contribute to ptsd
4: oh yeah absolutely yeah. um <clears throat> because you're already dealing with the things that are you know potentially a, a moral injury and stuff like that and then to be uh, rejected by society uh, is can compound that hugely we saw that with uh, police officers in the last few years, with everything that was going on, um, and they were feeling the same thing. Right. In the World War II vets, you know, they came back and they were heroes. They were welcome. There sure. were parades, and yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I've, I got some American Legion guys from Greenville here, and I was I was hanging out with them last week, and I get the 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 vibe I get from them. And most, some of these guys served before I did. Some of them served after. Some of them served while I was in. The vibe I get from them is this still-continuing sense of service. Is that still present even with somebody with PTSD?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that for so many people that identify as warriors, sheepdogs and guardians that that doesn't just turn off like a switch that's right. that's who who you are
0: just a little resentment builds up with it mm. you know the under part of it mm-hmm. so can somebody actually recover from this
4: absolutely yeah. absolutely how
0: intensive is the treatment on that well and that's going to vary i'm sure
4: it, it does and there's a lot of different ways of doing it uh the the treatment that I use mostly is called EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing, and it's a very effective treatment for trauma. Right. And what it does, it, it helps the brain take these traumatic memories that get stuck uh, and process them out so that they become just normal memories and they no longer cause the anxiety and the distress that they used to. You can still remember them, but it ha- doesn't have that emotional gut punch that it used to.
0: Right. You, you actually come to peace with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... I could see, I could see where that would, with you, with what you do. Is there any sort of, is this all counseling, with what you do?
4: Well, EMDR is not talk therapy. Okay. It uses the same eye movement that the brain uses during dream sleep. Right. And and so it's you're not really talking about the experience uh, like you would in normal talk therapy, um, which is good because you don't really have to continually relive these things over and over in sessions. Right. It works very very fast.
0: Well, if you and this is here available at Upstate Warrior Solutions.
4: Um, I'm an independent. I have a private practice. I'm in this building.
0: Right. And
4: um, uh, so that's one just of
0: the it. services available via exactly. So, if you have a loved one, if you if you feel if you're feeling angry, can't rest, can't sleep, you got some sort of service behind you or something, you should come check out Mr. Gamble. He is the most unfidgety person I've seen. <laughs> He's been sitting here quite rock like the whole time. You have to be a listener, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's how you suss out where this is going and what you've got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So
4: One thing I would like to say about PTSD. Yes. Um, there's a movement, and actually the guy that coined the phrase is actually wants to change it to post-traumatic stress injury. Right. Because it's really not a disorder. It's it's an injury. And um, I think we missed the boat when we start stigmatizing and calling it a disorder.
0: I would agree with you. I, I would put that. That should be... Injury is a good way to put it because they didn't go in with it in most cases. Mm-hmm. They, they, it's just a side effect of the way they perceive what went on around them. Yep. I got to jump, Mister Gamble. Thank you very much for your time and big thanks for what you do.
4: Thank you, Bill. My pleasure.
0: Yes, sir. Right here at Upstate Warrior Solutions, it, you got you've got the need for this kind of thing. It is here waiting for you. Coming up next, Anna Harris and Rick Silva, and I I believe they're tied in with North American Rescue. So that means we've got trauma kits in the house cool this is news talk 98.9 word all right the gs Plumbing talk line is 1-800-905-0989 the common sense retirement planning text line is 713-07 Real quick, let's jump to the phones. Ron and more, Ron. I'm about to do an interview. Tell me what you got on your mind, real quick. Well, uh, just what you—the last segment where you're talking about, you know, that PHZ stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't have it, but my uh, my granddaughter's husband—he served in Afghanistan, Iraq, and uh, first time I met him when they got married. You know, I've got. Beautiful great grandchildren. Sure, but, uh, you should send him up here. Send him up here.
5: <laughs> if he's a veteran, he should
0: be up here anyway. He may not need it today. He might need it tomorrow. If he comes up here, he'll no. be surprised at what he finds. Well, send be him be up here, Ron. Huh? I said that'd be hard for him to do because he couldn't adjust, and so he he he, he enlisted again. He's up in Fort Bragg. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. He'll be out sooner or later. When he gets out, he should come here no matter what kind of – I mean, I'm in a pretty good state of mind, and I've been on it and they haven't had any issues with me yet. Yeah, but pass that point on point to him. Point. Pass that had on a hard to him. time being around the family, being around people. He just being around civilians. Being a he had to talk, it was about civilians, right? It had nothing to do with you guys. You guys are his loved ones. It, it was just the civilian thing. It's one thing to be a warrior walking on the on the face of the earth, and then the next day you're selling cookies. So let me jump uh, and thank you very much for the call. Joining me now is Anna Harris and Rick Silva, and this is called what? What is the thing that you guys coffee?
5: Coffee with veterans and first responders.
0: Yeah. So tell me about that.
5: Absolutely, so North American Rescue about four years ago started the Coffee with Veterans and First Responders program here in the upstate and it started as a means to help veterans and now um, we've added and included first responders and the way that we do that is by teaching them for an hour and a half a class about how to network, how to get employment and then actually bringing community leaders a second hour and a half. We do this every month um, and that chan- that's their chance to actually do the networking get the job, um, make the changes they need to make, and uh, find successful employment. Unfortunately, when I got to North American Rescue six years ago, I was turning away veterans constantly. People would call. They wanted a job. We were a veteran-friendly company, and I didn't have a job to give them. And so uh, a few years after that, I said, I'm tired of turning them away. What can we do? And that's why the program got started.
0: So, um, Rick, I would think that the coffee pot is sort of a talisman to a military person because i I used to joke in the 80s we had very first generation night vision but we didn't need it because of the coffee we drank we were the best night fighters on the planet in the 80s uh is is that what is that why you guys picked this is it just that familiar thing to where they can relate to that and it sort of eases their mind when they're talking
6: to you i think so um i mean coffee is definitely uh known um we all have our coffee usually black and um we, we we have some good sponsors that help us out with the coffee but it really was a chance just to get veterans together in a safe space where they can feel comfortable they it's it's a transition right coming out of the military right. and knowing how to speak civilian knowing how to interact and and be professional so to speak and when you get around a lot of other veterans it's a little more comfortable um and so it's just been a great uh, well it's a
0: transition experience. that nobody prepares you for right i mean only people that have come out Know the transition, so when the when the new guys are coming out, so you guys have found a a familiar point to rally them around. How often does this happen?
5: We do it once a month, so it's always at the Marriott on the Parkway. Um, the next event is October thirteenth. It's from nine to twelve. Uh, and so every month we do this, it's been consistently going for four years and we plan to keep it going for the upstate and hopefully eventually uh, run this across South Carolina.
0: So where where would somebody find out information on this if they wanted to sign up, know when to come and all that other stuff?
5: Absolutely. So we have an Eventbrite and Facebook um, groups that you can go on and sign up. So if you go on Eventbrite, it's a free ticket. Sign up there. That helps us with headcount and helps us know who's all coming. We have community leaders that show up for the second half. Those are uh, companies that want to hire, um, different community groups that help veterans and first responders, and so those individuals show up for that second hour and a half to do the networking, to do the hiring. Most of the heroes that come are, are not entry-level, um, looking for entry-level right. work. These are supervisors and ablo- above, and I think that's something that a lot, a lot of businesses struggle with. They show up and they think, I can get some entry-level um, individuals who are going to work the line, but these are folks who have managed major projects, they've done um, missions overseas that are much more complex uh, than what yeah. uh, what we're seeing, you know, on the civilian side. And so they can handle more, and that's what they want. They're supervisors, they're professionals, they're managers, uh, and that's who comes to these events.
0: I, I would imagine that, uh, like with an NCO, somebody goes, the, the, you know, you have NCO development school, that's almost like management training in college, isn't it?
6: it is and this you know the the companies that come to this also get an education a lot of times yeah um because give you know, give right. them a point of reference exactly yeah. because an nco is a manager right yeah. um i was a retired master sergeant and i it took me a long time to find a job um and i landed with a great company uh, but not everybody's as lucky um and so educating the companies on what we bring the value we bring um is almost as important as educating the 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 veterans and first responders but it's it's just been a really great partnership um we have 30 40 people come every every month
0: right and uh, your connection with upstate warrior solutions this is how they can find you if they if they're hearing this they're like I want to go have coffee they would know to get in touch with them here and they would they would get connected with you right yeah
6: upstate also uh pushes this out on right. their their monthly newsletter so if you can't find it on eventbrite for some reason you can always go to upstate warriors
0: and it's at the marriott so it's not just coffee but it's nice coffee latte right. with a job fair right
6: <laughs> and, donuts, and donuts and
0: donuts i don't know that I, <laughs> I i if this doesn't work out i may be showing up
5: come on over i may show up
0: <laughs> telling you it didn't work out and just lie to you or something thank you both for joining me today
5: awesome thank you so much for having us
0: we're going to do this again uh, coming up next is andy dannon he is the regional sales manager for carolina handling here at upstate warrior solutions This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.